This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. Comparison is something that definitely can throw people off and hold people back. We're really hard on ourselves when we compare ourselves, and we all of a sudden get into judgment mode of ourselves, of what's possible and what's not possible. And I don't feel that as much now as I used to, but I remember feeling that way. And sometimes when we do deeper work on ourselves and we really are discovering our unique angle, we don't always have our footing or we don't feel solid yet in who we are. Mm. So what does a comparing look like then? It used to be that you can only compare yourself at art school or in these settings when you're, you know, maybe at a life drawing setting and you're looking at someone else's drawing. But now Instagram makes it super easy to compare yourself on not even a daily basis, but a multiple times a day basis. And Mm. the volume of comparison and that instant thing that happens when you're on looking at what the outside world is doing is is easy and i think you know people talk about it all the time with what social media does for people and watching other people's highlight reels which a lot of instagram is the highlight reels it's not necessarily the low points in mm, what we do as artists story. it's not the whole story for sure mm. so yeah and i feel like i'm in a, a different space Um, than I used to be, but it's taken me a while to get to that space in terms of protecting myself a little bit from that because I think that it's something that can easily sneak up on anyone. I mean, Mm. there's always people who appear to be making more of anything, you know, making more reels, making more sales, making better art, you know, and we never generally get on Instagram and not compare. I think we Mm. just can't help it i think we're wired that way maybe you disagree with that but i'd love to hear what you think about comparison and instagram in general something that we talked a little bit about before that ira glass quote of having as artists we generally have good taste we we appreciate beauty we appreciate good work um we recognize it so we get on Instagram and these lovely curated images, of course, we say, oh, that's beautiful, that's lovely. And then maybe we've had a rough day, a rough day a in rough the studio. <laughs> we, we, move, we cast our eyes from the iPhone screen across to the wall beside us and we go, that's not what mine looks like. Because, <laughs> yep, yep. And again, there's also that saying about because we're comparing someone's um, you know, front of stage with our backstage. So yeah. they're showing their completed <laughs> yes work they're carefully selected and curated work because that's what instagram is a curated presentation with what might be something that's you know halfway through in its very messy middle stages unresolved and we can think oh why don't i have a wonderful gallery of beautifully completed paintings i wonder when you were talking there i was thinking what is it exactly that we're comparing because you touched on it a little bit there it can be how like output like how many actual paintings we're making can be how many followers on instagram are we comparing how often do we compare the actual art itself i wonder if we compare how we fit into the world Mm. it's more about fitting ourselves in on a ladder 
So we mm. look around and we say, okay, it's almost like, you know, when you're in school and they do the marking system and I don't know what it's like now, but when I was at school, at the, at the end of the, the school year, they had to put you... On a scale. Compared to everyone else. You, exactly. Were you better than or less than this person? And yes. that's what determined your final grade. So I guess that's kind of what we're doing. We're looking around going... Am I better than or less than that person? Am I better than or less than that person? In order to try and gauge your own progress, your own success, your own, you know, have you done enough? Have you been good enough? How oddly is that? And funny that we landed into this kind of conversation because it's like, we, how many years did we spend comparing ourselves through, you know, primary school, high school, and then if you go on to university, it still happens. Like we literally have spent the first major chapters of our lives trained to compare ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why would we not continue <laughs> we to stop? do that? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's crazy, isn't it? But yet when you get on Instagram and I try to remind myself of this, when I do get on, like it's impossible to compare myself to anyone. But I think it's a there's this underlying sense of belonging of where do I fit in yeah. um, that we long for. I think it goes back to that scale thing, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. About arranging ourselves on a continuum on a scale. And as you say, we've been shown from a, an early age that finding our place on that scale is what tells us who we are. So, you yeah. know, if you're the sporty kid or the academic kid or the, I don't know, theater kid. Or arty kid. How could I forget that? It's totally about scales. Like, well, who who's the kid in the school who gets the best marks? Who's the kid at the school who gets, you know, the sports day awards? Who's yeah. the kid who gets the art prizes? So it's yeah. so intertwined with identity. And I'm just making this up as I speak now because I honestly didn't think about this before we started talking but I wonder how much um, I mean first of all my first instinct is to say well you know screw that (laughs) totally I do agree and I I just that's why I get a little bit of a heartache when I hear people say that because I'm like screw that as artists the the beautiful thing is we actually don't have to fit into a sliding scale anymore we don't Uh we get to do whatever we want and again, the rebel in me is like, woohoo. So it doesn't serve me to get on and compare myself. It does not mm. serve me to slide into a scale because it's, it's when I've done that in the past, and I'll just speak from a personal experience, because of my background in what I've done, I ended up going down this productive, like, okay, where can I fit in that I'll be highly productive and exactly. making work that it was productive, good, whatever, but it did not feed my soul in the way that the work does now. So Mm. I think that it puts us on a path that we're not necessarily deeply connected with as well, even though it might appear good. And this is why I'm like, Instagram is, is not always what it looks like. It might appear good, like, oh, wow, this is happening and this is happening for that person, but we don't really know what's happening. You know, we don't totally. know that maybe, yeah, they're highly productive, but are they feeling completely satisfied and, and like living blissfully in their studio? Like we just don't know the complexity of that. And so if we're judging based on that, it's not a complete picture of judging for starters. Secondly, it's usually for me, never been a path that I've been completely aligned with. It was always like a should 
this is, this feels like a good path that I fit into. I could do this well. This is like a pocket. This is, and again, I think it goes into what you're speaking about the school system. Like you, it's like a pocket you feel like you fit into that you could do well, and it's categorizing people. You know, which is kind of what the school system does. It kind of like puts us in these little these boundaries of like, yeah, you're kind of one of these people. And it's just hitting me hard right now, I have to say, how it seems obvious, but how limiting is it when you think of a wall of, I don't know, post office boxes, here we go, down the um, classic weird (laughs) analogy path that we always end up to, but, you know, a bunch of letter slots. And what those can be is totally defined by someone else's point of view you know whether it's an education system or whatever has been done before and it's not set in place by some amazing all-knowing authority by the way it's just whoever happens to be in charge that day (laughs) says okay you know it's like at school um and we've talked about this before if you have the academic kids and you're like okay well you get to be a lawyer a doctor an accountant of this, you know, there's like it's 10 professions to choose from. So those are the letter boxes. So you've got 10 letter boxes to slot yourself into. And then you get out into the world and there's like literally millions of things you can yes. do with your life that yes. don't fall into those. So what it's, that's what I mean by it's so limiting. And the same thing applies when, like you've just said, you're looking at Instagram, you're looking around at what so-called successful artists look like. You are literally limiting yourself to a very small number of visible letterboxes which aren't even accurate representations, by the way. They're just this kind of superficial idea of a letterbox. It's not even the actual. You don't know what you're (laughs) slotting yourself into, which is the idea of it. If these are the choices that I have available to me, these are the... 10 people I follow on Instagram who appear to be, from what they're posting, successful artists, I guess I choose person three. Like, I choose letterbox (laughs) three. Like, how terribly limited is that compared with everything that you could be capable of? Totally. Like, what you have within you, the art that you have within you to make? Totally. Yeah, I would say it's, for sure it's limiting. And it's not a full representation. And the other thing is, like you said, there's a million options. And so you're really only seeing this one perspective. And I guess this is where when I look at people who are really doing the deeper work of, you know, what am I really about? What's my art really about? And there is this deeper level that we're going in that um, can be a bit confronting as well in terms of not necessarily seeing examples. And this is where I think it has to do with belonging. So when we don't always see examples, and I'll speak again to my own work, when I don't, when I didn't see examples of it, of what I was really interested in, my work, it it felt weird and like, oh, I don't know how this fits in the world. And so, you know, maybe I should just put it away. (laughs) Because it felt like, I couldn't see the the pocket it fit into. And so that's where I think we get into this comparison thing. I just want to hang on that for a minute. That is huge because how many times have we both heard artists, and I'm sure anyone um, listening now who's had a conversation with a fellow artist would have heard them express that feeling of, oh, I'm making this thing, I like it, but... mm." you know it doesn't feel big enough or it's not meaningful enough it just doesn't feel 
I, you know, high art enough, let's say that, fine yes. art enough, anything along those lines. And it's because we're looking around, like you've just said, and saying, I don't see someone else who's already shown that this particular way of doing things is valuable, acceptable. Could be successful. Yeah, lauded in a, in a big success kind of way. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's not valuable, it's not worthwhile, and there's no sort of opportunity for success. But it's not true. <laughs> it's totally not true. not true. And I think that um, what's cool about art, and I feel bad for other professions that don't have this flexibility, but if I would have known what I know now about the rewards that come from really digging into your weird self, Mm -hmm. I could have saved years off of the creative path because I just didn't have enough faith that what I was going to, like the path that I was going to pick would be workable. And I think that's where we get into like, should I put this aside? Should I continue? You know, even though you're feeling satisfied in that moment, when you look up and you're like, figure out where that fits into the rest of the world, it gets a little, it gets a little derailing and unsettling. Yeah, I feel like there's a level two of really learning how to protect your authenticity. So I don't know if this is kind of changing off the path, but I feel like what I do instead of comparing myself is especially in the creative times, I'm quite protective of getting onto Instagram, of putting myself Mm. out there in that environment. So you'll see me go dark. I call it kind of, you know, like my dark times where I feel like it's not so important for me to be on Instagram. Because yeah. I think we have to prioritize certain times of when we do certain things. So for yeah. me, when I'm really kind of in that creation mode and I'm really into creating... into creative cave. It's, it's a cave. It's an island. Yeah. And for me, it's a really great oh, space. Island sounds a little nicer than a it's cave. It's a cave. I like But that. it's a dark, <laughs> it's a dark it's island. <laughs> the island... You're you're in the sun. You're still I'm getting on a fresh retreat. Air. You're just I'm alone. on a retreat, yeah. people. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm I'm kind of on my creative retreat island, and I'm quite protective of what I allow in my headspace during that time. Yeah. And for me, that's been something that I've had to work on quite a bit. And and really, the long game, especially with social media, the social media is a long game. And what I mean by that is that learning how to sustain those, you know, beautiful algorithm changes that we all experience. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of changes that happen in that outside world. And so for me to continue to show up in that in a way that is flexible in a positive way, I have to also protect when I'm not on it as well. And for me, when I'm in my, what I would call creative concept space, then I really get into a protective protect my authenticity. What can I do to not compare myself? What can I do to focus my attention so that it's internal instead of external? What I love about that is that you're really treating yourself with a lot of love and care and giving yourself what you need rather than taking the kind of disciplinarian approach or a harsher approach where you might say well I still have to be on Instagram because I have to market my stuff so therefore just stop comparing yourself just get over it like as you say we're quite wired to do it so why make it harder for yourself and pile criticism on top of that when I'm in the creative the creative island the retreat 
I have nothing to sell. I don't want to get on and sell because that's not how I um, go about my selling cycle. So mm. it doesn't serve me to get on there and say, well, everybody's selling. Why are you not? It's it's those little conversations in your but head. But don't you think we think that? We still yes, think? We, abs- we totally think that. But as you get on there, you're like, oh, so-and-so's got a new collection out. Oh, so-and-so's doing a, a special studio sale. Oh, yes. well, why aren't I doing that? Why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? You just get completely thrown off track, completely sidetracked. Your brain, and like you said, I think there's definitely some really deep wiring in there for us to be scanning our environment and scanning yes. what you know, the other members of our tribe are doing and making sure that we're fitting in with everyone. So do we ever get on and compare and go, you know, wow, I'm just so on top of it. Like, have you ever done that, Beck? I'm curious. Maybe it's just me that doesn't always do that. But it's like you don't get well, on this- and compare and just say, wow, no. I am so on my game. The rest of the world's got to catch up. I think this connects to another thing that seems very intertwined with with what we're talking about, with like wanting to slot ourselves in and check. It's not even finding our place, but implicit in that is we're finding our place because we want to make sure that we're not out of place. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's not just I want to find my place. I want to make sure that I'm not out of place. And so the reason why we don't get on and say, oh, I'm doing so well, is because we're always looking for where am I not doing well? Yes. Like if, if we found someone who yes. theoretically was not doing as well, first of all, we think much nicer things, generally, I have to say, about them than we do about ourselves. We're like, oh, that's someone starting out. Oh, they're doing – oh, they, they haven't posted in a while because they're creating behind the scenes. Like, honestly yeah. – We're way harder on ourselves. Definitely. If someone comes back after being away for six months, actually, I've been in the studio doing this, I'm like, oh, wow, good on you for doing that. If I do that, I'm like, what kind of a loser are you that you have to go away for six months? What is wrong with you, you know? (laughs) Yes, totally. But would you say that to someone? You big loser, you've been away in your studio for six months. It's... It, that's why you can't, that's why it's not a fair game to judge yourself and compare yourself. It's not yourself. a fair game. No, it's not a fair game. I don't know why we are so hard on ourselves at all. It's another thing within us which really doesn't help. It doesn't help us achieve what we truly want to achieve. Absolutely not. And so I would say um, learning self-love, you know how I always say that you know, making art is like a personal growth journey. Um, and, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. this is part of that thing that I'm talking about when I speak to that. Learning self-love and nurturing yourself to protect, you know, these little pockets of, of space and creativity is part of that process. I love the idea of you nurturing the artist within. Yeah, yeah. Just like, what does that artist need? Yeah, and you know what? I mean, I don't want to sound a little boastful right now, but do you know how happy I am when I don't log on to Instagram and compare myself? (laughs) Like, it just, it just, I feel like, yeah, it's good. Like, I just feel good. So I really try to stay in that frame of mind when I'm creating new work. It's just, I feel like it's really critical. It's not even an option. And I think something to notice, which sometimes we do, and sometimes just this sort of misses our awareness, is that notice those times of really um, absorption 
and really being in the flow in the studio when things you know feel like you just get that magical kind of really in the moment feeling you know being really present and you you're with your materials when time flies by you're not worrying about anything and you never have that feeling sitting on Instagram you don't (laughs) it distracts you completely takes you out of the present moment absolutely 100% and I mean we're bashing on Instagram here but honestly it's um, just it's one tool yeah this is yeah it's, it's kind of a symbol of that thing of checking I think outside of yourself so I would say the same I would describe that in the same way as being in the studio and you're in front of a painting and the difference between feeling really present with that with the conversation you're having with the artwork with your materials listening to what kind of your your gut is telling you or connecting with what you're trying to convey connecting with the flow of the piece versus if you've got that uh, questions running in your head like oh you know is the marketplace gonna like it if I put a hot yes. pink in the middle of this or oh hang on this is starting to look a bit wild or this is starting to look too minimalist is that more towards something else that I've seen recently so it's not the tool we carry we carry a little Instagram reel in our head oh we you know do. we don't need the we phone do. Up. <laughs> and last time I mean we've been talking a lot about shedding and I'm thinking this is and maybe this is part of the shedding process of like knowing when to shed Instagram because mm. I think not shed it permanently but like when it's got its place and when it doesn't have a place but I think if I'm shedding all these outside things if I get on Instagram and start comparing myself how's how does that work it's literally just filling up buckets that I'm not necessarily looking for having permission to be protective of yes. ourselves and and that's okay it's okay to need um a bit of shielding from certain stuff because yep. that's the choice that's a choice that you get to make you know the other thing I was thinking about is that sometimes I wonder whether we're even aware that comparison or this idea of slotting ourselves on a scale is what is even happening because mm-hmm. like if if we're even aware that that is happening because this judging ourselves and being hard on ourselves can be so strong speaking for myself if other people were to say oh I think you know you're comparing or you're you, you're having a skewed perspective because of what you're seeing and we go no 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 I just have high standards for myself <laughs> I just yep. I just want to make sure that I'm you know getting the best out of it this or that I have felt and I have heard others say you know just to take a simple example that we're familiar with because again Instagram we're all as artists we're all talking about Instagram but to say you know I've been on Instagram for however long and I still only have like you know 300 followers or whatever it is I just feel really crap about that like uh, you know I'm not doing it right whatever and you might not think that's because you're looking at other people and saying oh that person has 5,000 and also you're making as you said assumptions about what it means for that Mm -hmm. person to have 5,000 followers which may or not be reality at all because we know the algorithm can screw everyone equally yes Um, so I think it's worthwhile even just taking a moment is what I'm, I'm getting at. Taking a moment when you're feeling really bad about something, feeling really down on yourself for something, whatever, something that you feel you failed at or you are failing at, just to take a pause and go, hang on, 
can I fact check that? Like, why do I think that having 300 followers, like really why? Not just the obvious, well, obviously it's not good. Obviously I need more, but really why? But it's true because when I see artists in showing up with their art and say, you know, I'm doing this thing. I just don't know if it's enough. It's like, what does that actually mean though? If it's enough, because we're obviously, if it's enough of what is comparing it? Exactly. There has to be something else there that you're comparing that to. You can't. Yes. So bring it out in the open, like dig in bring out what when I say something's not enough well it's not this what makes you think it has to be that that thing where have you got that idea from bit of interrogation which goes into a bit of limiting beliefs of what we believe these pockets are filled with exactly (laughs) it comes all around doesn't it so basically we've picked up some limiting beliefs by looking at what you know creating this scale out of just what's visible to us in this moment based on yeah based on some very dodgy representation (laughs) social media exactly (laughs) i think yeah it's 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 quite complex but i guess the other thing i would say is that there is a lot of room for us and we don't have to fit in a box and I saw, I saw this with my own work as well. I actually was wondering at one point if I needed to rebuild my Instagram because I felt like that box, I just didn't fit in that box anymore, which is sort of funny looking back on it now because I'm like, huh, didn't have to do that. That's, thank goodness. that Like, it's just that thing that we, we are just constantly trying Michelle, to fit into a box. I think that's a great example because the number of conversations we've had with lots of different people around feeling like they are represented in a certain way, like in a way that they've created their own box, whether it's mm-hmm. on their website or on their Instagram, in in what they've been doing. So basically we're saying we create our own little box that yeah, we put ourselves curated in. curated brand. And then they say, oh, but I want to do this. Or I've had some feedback from someone else, galleries, saying, oh, giving <laughs> unsolicited giving, giving feedback. Giving unsolicited feedback, yeah. Yeah, on the Instagram feed or on the website and saying, oh, you just do you're more of represent- this. You're not presenting yourself enough or you should be showing more of this or you should be showing more of that. And then, like you say, thinking, do I need to have a split personality? Do I need to have two websites for different people? Do I need to have two Instagrams for different people? I mean, it's starting to get a little bit loopy. I'm telling you guys, you got to create an island because yeah. it's the safest place to be where it's rewarding as well. And the other thing too that really drove me nuts, there was at one point, and I can think specifically about this experience where a kind, um, I won't call them a gallery, but some outside influence who is selling art gave me some great mm-hmm. feedback like, oh, don't do that, do more of this. And this little light just went out in me, like a little piece of my soul died when I heard this, um, mm. because I, I just sensed that it was a piece of myself that I really didn't want to kill, but mm. I felt like I did. And it was like, but that was because it was trying to fit into a box that she saw for me. So I would say it's, it's, it's super important to be protective of your authenticity. It, it just people, they don't necessarily go out to set out to, dim your light and kill pieces of you possibly they think they're being helpful yes because they (laughs) because they see the world as boxes as well 
Yes. This is the thing. I think that when, and this is the kind of magic of it, I think that when you start to really embody your own vision for your life and your art, that's when you can start to see these other boxes with more clarity and also stop worrying about them so much because now we talked about, uh, you know, how limiting that is and, and the possibility. When you start to embody your own self in life and in art when you start to really kind of harness your own special skills your own special voice and vision that you have within you to bring a lot of the other stuff starts to fall away and you're just sort of filled with the confidence of being on the path for you it's still rough I mean I don't think opening an Instagram stream is easy for anyone. No matter how successful you think someone else is, you can guarantee that if they opened Instagram and scrolled it for 20 minutes, that they're going to find some things to be... To be critical about, yeah. They should call it insta-despair. Yes. (laughs) So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying the world becomes a completely rosy place. But you do start to find, like you say, this island, as in not only do you create that island by uh, selectively shielding some of that stuff that gets in your head, but almost the island comes from within you. The island blooms forth. From within, you know, you yep. find you've discovered your own island, basically, that you can yes inhabit. And like you said, I don't think it is rosy, but I think it's knowing when it's when it's the time that you can get on that bumpy path of the algorithm and like just really knowing what that's going to do for you. So I look at it as also in that moment, what am I going to get from that experience? And I'm Mm -hmm. probably a little more super critical of not super critical probably is the right word, but I'm very self-aware and discerning. I would call it. Yes. I'm very aware of what that moment is doing for me. And the other Mm -hmm. thing too is, you know, I think this goes into the selling piece a little bit, but I, I think a lot of advice out there is that, you know, like you got to get on Instagram a post every day and sometimes multiple days and do all this. But I personally have found that's not necessarily true, that there are other ways to do it where you don't have to show up all the time. I have gone, I mean, my Instagram relationship is is deep. I've been been at it for a little while, and mm-hmm. I have done the whole been on it all the time. Um, and I'm just in a place where I see it in a different way now. I know when mm-hmm. to be on it and what I'm actually using it for as well. What am I getting yeah. from it? And this can apply again. We've been talking about Instagram a lot, but this can apply in any environment where you're kind of exposing yourself to input from the outside. Yes. So we've talked about art courses and, you know, being selected there. And even when you're then participating in a learning experience, you've always yeah. got to be aware of, you know, be open to it. So, you know, select your the people you want to learn from carefully, um, be open to that experience, but then take it back to your studio and be really aware of how does that, fit in with what's authentic to you well and I guess part of that too is learning how to filter that your own journey is your own journey and that Mm. you know no matter who you're going to learn from you have to take ownership of you're in a different space than the next person they may experience it at a different pace I've seen this happen where people feel like 
you know, so-and-so might be going faster. Oh, you're getting better results quicker or something like mm-hmm. that. And, and I think mm. that everyone's on such a different journey that you just, you just can't, again, compare yourself. Again, yeah, it's not on a scale. And there's no winner. I think, exactly. you know, I think that's the other funny thing. You know, in school, it's like you wanted to be on the top. Sl- there was a winner, right? That's the yeah. other part to that scale of school systems is that you, you want to be like the A student or whatever, and you want to be the winner. In this game, there is there's no winner. The only person you're competing against is yourself and what you're capable of. And, and the only thing you really want to look at there, in my opinion, is are you on a path that you actually want to be on for starters? Do you enjoy Mm -hmm. it? You know, again, it's not all rosy every time you make a piece of art, but is it a, is it an inquiry that you're interested in? Exactly. Yeah. And I think every time we've mentioned um, potential in this discussion, when we've compared the idea of being in a box to actually what's available as potential, particularly as artists, like that's what we're in here for to explore potential the thing that pops into my mind is a view of space, a view mm-hmm. of the universe, because if that line, you know, that we'd be talking about, that scale that we've been talking about is a, a single line from winner to wooden spooner and just one <laughs> thin line, what we're talking about here is bursting out in every direction for as far as, you know, light travels through space. Exactly. If you think of space as the analogy, it's huge. And that's why I think as an artist, it's really important to filter what you take in. And it's really important to shed what you take in as well, yeah. because yeah. it's it's huge. And there's a lot of pieces. And I will say that if you don't filter that for yourself and protect that for yourself, you will end up, and I'm saying this from my own experience, you will mm-hmm. end up on a path that someone else chose for you. And exactly. that yep. to me, you know, the rebel teenager just busts out now and said, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And I think that's also a way to be unhappy. Yeah. Because you won't, you won't actually feel settled and happy in that path, but you might continue wondering why that is and, and thinking that it's something... <laughs> something that you're doing wrong but it's it's just not your path exactly i have a quote for you from my all-time favorite book to inspire you along the lines of what we've been talking about today but before i get to that i want to invite you to drop by instagram at unearthing art and let us know how you're doing avoiding the comparison trap and whether today's episode has perhaps given you a different perspective on making your own artistic path You'll find the link to our Instagram, plus all the other places you can find me and Michelle, including our Inspiration Room membership, in the show notes for this episode in your podcast player, or by going to unearthingart.com. So the quote I have is from Brenda Euland, whose words I have shared before on the podcast, and this is what she says. To get back to the critics who obstruct and frighten imagination away in themselves and others. It is plain from the history of architecture, painting and sculpture that we begin to theorize critically only when inspiration has died down. But inspiration only dies down because the theoreticians, the instructors, begin to dissect, analyze and then codify into rules what yesterday's great artists did freely from their true selves. So what I take from that is let's not compare ourselves to others. Let's not think that we can only make art 
or do anything at all according to the rules or the way other people have done it. The great artists were great because they were not following rules or what someone else had done before them. They created freely from their true selves and the so-called rules were made up afterwards. So I hope that was inspiring. Thank you for listening today. We look forward to you joining us again next week. And until then, our wish for you is to make art freely from your true self. Mm -hmm.